This episode of Pongcast is sponsored by Oysters and Pearls Yarn Company. Sustainable, traceable, responsible. Oysters and Pearls sources only natural fibres for use in all their gorgeous yarns, including wool, alpaca and mohair from small farms across the US. The yarns are worsted spun at Battenkill Fibres, a female-owned carding and spinning mill in upstate New York, and dyed in an array of soft shades with botanical extracts by Green Matters Dye Company. We love their commitment to minimising their impact on the land while providing fair wage jobs for people in their community. And from now until the 30th November, our listeners, that's you, get an exclusive 10% discount on any purchase at oystersandpearls.com. Just use the code POMCAST at checkout. That's P-O-M-C-A-S-T. You know, like the name of this podcast. Thanks, Oysters and Pearls. And welcome to POMCAST, the podcast brought to you by Pom Pom Quarterly. I'm Lydia Glock and I'm here with... Sophie. Oh yeah, he's Scott. My name's changed for this podcast. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today, Sophie? I'm still the same person. I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? Uh, here we are having a little chat before our interview-based episode. Uh, who are we chatting to uh, this episode, Lydia? Today we are speaking to the Bergen twins, so that's Sachiko and Kiyomi, um, because we very recently published their book, Moon and Turtle, published through uh, Pom Pom Press, and so we wanted to have them on the podcast to talk to them about making the book. Yeah, this was a project that started all the way back in 2018, 2019. Yeah, I think the conversations like you know, that we had with them kind of speculatively possibly happened in 2018 and then uh, before we started recording I had a quick look and it looks like the first murmurs of making this book happen were in sort of mid-2019 and the book was originally supposed to come out last year in 2020 but had to be pushed back for reasons that I'm sure everyone will be able to guess. Yeah I was just trying to think of a metaphor for like the turtle like peeping out of shell like starting to come out uh, just peeping or maybe like the first slice of the moon like you see that but uh, yeah now it's a full moon turtles out shell and we have moon and turtle uh, live in the world um, you might have seen it on Ravelry maybe in your LYS maybe on the Pom Pom website uh, obviously the twins are going to talk about uh, the book and all the ideas and the process of working on it because it's very interesting working as a collaboration obviously as twins and I think projects that are collaborative are interesting anyway so we'll hear a lot more from both of them about that uh, yes yeah, so it's nice to have a quartet of voices on the podcast for this interview but we thought we'd uh, just sort of chat about our highlights from Moon and Turtle for you folks so you can maybe check out your favourites too the book is accessories and garments and it's one of the sort of cornerstones is this it's versatility and it's uh options to alter or customize a little bit which uh i think it's a cool vibe don't you definitely yeah yeah so in the book um you can see each kind of sample each pattern um there's various different versions of it um, so you can have a look at how it looks in its kind of iterations, which is a lot of fun and different colour combos too. And I was also going to say if people um, have not seen or heard of Moon and Turtle yet, and this is their first seeing and hearing of it, then they might also remember um, 
various patterns that Kiyomi and Sachiko have published in Pom Pom magazine before. We've worked with them a lot and that's why we wanted to publish their book so badly because they're excellent designers and we've always loved everything they've ever done for us. And now we love all the things in the book. Yeah, we do. So uh, I hear you're into the socks. (laughs) (laughs) I do love making socks. They're so fun. I always think back to what I first learned that people hand knit socks and I just thought, why? And here I am, always making socks. <laughs> so what, what is the answer of someone saying, why make socks? Great question, Soph. Okay, so I would say I have three-part answer. They are small and relatively quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you can do lots of fun experimenting with colour combinations with socks that maybe you wouldn't wear. A, I mean, you know, maybe I would wear a jumper that was lots of bright colours in a specific combo. I probably would, but you know. Maybe you don't feel like wearing a bright jumper, but you do quite fancy wearing bright socks. Um, So that was two things. And the third answer is, well, they're sort of every time I turn a heel, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. It's amazing that you do some short rows in a specific pattern and the whole piece of fabric just turns at a right angle. There is a magic to that. I, I like that you did three points to this answer, but it would also be unacceptable if your answer came in pairs. Way. I thought maybe you were going to make a double-pointed needle reference. Oh, that would have be... the three. <laughs> the three needles, but then you need the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I am a committed sock knitter. I love making socks. Also, because buying... So here's my fourth DPA. Oh, interesting, yeah. Um, <laughs> is buying a single skein of sock yarn is one of um, a yarn fan's greatest pleasures, but it always feels a bit... I, I don't like using the word guilty because I don't like feeling, I don't feel like that's the right way to look at it necessarily. But, you know, if you buy a single skein of something, it's probably always a part of you as a knitter that it's a bit like, oh, what, what am I going to use this for? Like, is it maybe not going to be enough yarn or, well, I wish that I had more of it or, you know, anyway. But if you, if you make socks, then you just always got ways to use those magical skeins. That is a lovely, a lovely uh, appreciation of socks. <laughs> and to bring it back to the socks in, uh, in Moon and Turtle, just to make sure that we're staying slightly on topic, um, the, the sock po- pattern is called... The, 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 the podcast... Uh, <laughs> what's the word? Tagline? Slightly on yeah. topic. <laughs> or never knowingly off topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the sock pattern is called Zena, and that's spelled Z-E-N-E-R, just to be clear, if you're, if people are sort of trying to look it up on RAV. Um, and it's got like um, a colourwork design and a, a few stripes. And I feel like the colourwork design, it would be a particularly excellent place to use up scraps, for example. And I like, I just, I really love it. It's like little diamonds and the diamonds are stripy and they're on a kind of like more it's not quite a plain background necessarily, but um, a sort of solid colour. And I just feel like there's a lot of fun that you could have with colour combos for those socks. Um, so I'm very, very into the idea of making a few of those. And then in addition to the socks, I mean, I'm struggling a bit. I feel I love the Poker Poker hat, which is a kind of um, reversible hat and on I think, I don't know if it's all of the samples, but certainly some of the samples, one of the sides is mohair and then the other side is non-mohair, non yeah. non-floof. So that's the, the, the design for the floof and the smooth, you know? 
And yeah. I love that the fact that with this hat, you kind of have an option to make like a little like nubbin at the top, so it's like a little acorn. Makes makes yeah. it especially adorable. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I love that you could you know you could have the mohair bit on the inside for floof insulation but you could have it on the outside and then if it is on the outside then you can kind of see the color from the inside slightly peeking through because the mohair is a bit uh, you know it's not completely opaque um i just think it's fun to have reversible designs oh for sure you know yeah today i feel like wearing it this color and tomorrow this other color um and yeah it just seems like a lot of fun to make and also very practical mm -hmm. for a colder climb yeah well you know the bergen twins are based in canada so there is that focus yeah they get the snow yeah they get the snow. <laughs> actual snow and i know that i was only supposed to have two but i'm just going to do a little oh. shout out for for the ginsan uh cardigan because as i was looking through the patterns again today to choose some faves which is difficult to do i saw that cardigan i thought that is such a good classic cardi yeah well the twins do mention that in the chat so we will yeah i think it's it's got it's it's definitely needs it's time to shine again Mm -hmm. um i was gonna i mean they're all great but a certain highlight for me and a lot of the pom team is the cordy jumper which is actually the color work jumpers on the front cover so you might be familiar with that and it's uh yeah fantastic color work yoke i should actually say there's a great blog post on the pom uh, website where you can see about swatching obviously there's great color work ideas in the book because uh, the twins do love a bit of love a bit of color work a bit of color combos and it's one of those fun things where you can sort of choose something bright something sassy something more muted earthy i don't know there's just so much fun to be had with the color work yoke so that's definitely on my list of uh, top mm, ones it's got yeah it's got the kind of like amazing like diamond -y, zigzaggy Mm, kind of color yeah. work yeah yeah, yeah it's very yeah. like jazzy and i've definitely got to give a shout out for cesium redux yes yeah, so that was the one that was based on uh sachiko's design from issue 19 which i made yeah you made it in a fun purple so yeah this is mm. uh it's a jumper design sweater if you will in issue 19 and in the book they have uh updated it so it's also a cardigan and it has this cables on the front cables down the arms i think something that really so you know playing elsewhere i think something that really makes it fun is that there's a asymmetric cable pattern and i find that sort of really interesting because there's something about the way i don't know i found when i was looking at it, it like makes me look at it again because of that shift in the shaping um i think it's a lovely a lovely detail about this uh, design and now you can have it in a cardigan. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because, you know, sometimes you want things to be a cardigan and sometimes you want them to be a jumper and Moon and Turtle allows you to make those kinds of decisions. <laughs> well, obviously you can see we're excited about Moon and Turtle and we're excited to chat more with the twins. As we said, Moon and Turtle is available on the Pom Pom website. You can find it in your LYS. And uh, do you know, actually, we do gift vouchers on the Pom site now, Lydia? Yeah, yeah. So we kind of, we finally are able to offer those and we thought we'd give them a shout out here because, you know, who doesn't love a gift token? Who doesn't? I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have a chat with the Bergen sisters. Uh, hope you enjoy. As always, you can always find the show notes, any information and photos and other delights on the Pom Pom website. Uh, we'll put a link to that within the podcast. You can uh, have a look while you're listening. 
Indeed. And yeah, thanks again to Kiyomi and Sachiko for taking the time to chat to us. We really enjoyed it and we hope that you do too. See you next episode, pals. So hello and welcome. We're very excited to have a, a quartet of voices for this interview as uh, Lydia and I are joined by the Bergen sisters, Kiyomi and Sachiko. Uh, welcome both. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So with this duo of voices, I'll uh, ask, I guess we'll start with, i ask you to uh, introduce yourselves. So Kiyomi, can we ask you to go first maybe, please? Sure. Um, well, Sachiko and I agreed beforehand that it might be easier if we introduce each other so oh interesting gonna... <laughs> yeah because we're so it's hard to talk about yourself sometimes um so uh Satiko is from Toronto Canada um she is a design school graduate um as well as being a knitwear designer she is a silversmith and jewelry designer and she is a maker of all things creative and cool in my opinion um a cat mom and my twin sister Cool. Thanks. That sounded really good. <laughs> well, okay, now I'll go ahead and introduce my sister, Kiyomi. So Kiyomi, um, she is a very quiet and sensitive person, um, hardworking, very resourceful, and very crafty. And I would say much more meticulous and conscientious in her craft making than I am. She is also a design school graduate from almost a decade ago, I'd say, and she started off doing illustration. So she's a very skilled drawer and illustrator, and I really wish she would do more of that. But right now, she's working on a lot of uh, knitting and sewing, as we all know, and um, she's also an excellent cook and very, I call her the baking problem solver because she's very good at figuring out ways of baking food that I can eat with my very restrictive diet. <laughs> so that means baking things that have no carbs or sugar and all this amazing stuff. And it always turns out really great. So that's Kiyomi to me in a nutshell. I love that there's the Venn diagram of where you guys overlap in the middle with some of those things. That yeah. was a, a lovely introduction to, <laughs> to both of you. <laughs> yeah, that was so nice. Um, okay, so... Um, our next question or kind of topic really is just we wanted to talk a bit about Moon and Turtle, which of course is your book that you created together and that uh, Pom Pom has very recently published. Um, so there's obviously a lot to discuss. We wanted to begin with how the idea for the collection came about. Um, and I'm going to say this time, Sachiko, if you'd like to go first. Sure. So I guess we've always kind of wanted to do a collaborative project together. Um, like as children, we constantly worked on projects together, art projects and massive drawings that we would each take an end and start and then meet in the middle. So, I mean, now that we're, I guess, adults, I always feel weird saying that. <laughs> um, we're like, well, why don't we collaborate on something now? We're all, we keep our stuff so separate, but yet we do the same thing. So it's been a idea we've had rolling around for a while to actually work on a project together. And I, f I feel like both of our um, styles are a little bit different from each other, but it was going to be a sort of fun challenge to see where we could combine that together to make something that was a cohesive collection, hopefully. <laughs> 
So we both sort of landed on the um, idea of just making like a really simple sort of basic styled collection that um, that we both equal or at least hopefully equally like the designs within that collection and um, found things we could both wear within that collection. And so that's how we came upon, I mean, with knitting, obviously, like what's so great about it is you can always adapt and add your own personal um, things to make a pattern uniquely yours because you're the one making it. And it's a concept, I guess, that's been done over and over again. It's sort of inherent to knitting, but we just felt it was very, uh, it set us very, very closely. So we just decided to go with that. And yeah, that's sort of how it all came together, I guess. I think, Kiyomi, is there anything you, you want to add to that? Um, I think Sajiko pretty much summed it up. Um, but yeah, like, I, yeah, it definitely was, the easiest solution was just to keep everything very simple. Because, um, yeah, otherwise, I think we would have argued way too much. Um, and then also, like, working with the theme of um, using variations really helped because then we could both, like, if we didn't agree on something, we could have both our ideas in one design, which, which really helped. And I think made it, made it slightly more interesting in the end. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So Moon and Turtle, uh, if people haven't come across the collection, uh, and you should check it out on the Pom Pom website, on Ravelry, or via your guys' website as well. Um, it's a, a collection of accessories and garments. And as you said, like collaboration is sort of the key to this book. So use the, the image of drawing a map and starting at different points, uh, which I quite liked. But how do, um, how do you design a pattern together? Like, how does, how does that work? <laughs> how do these bits uh, kind of link? Uh, when you start designing? Good question. Yeah, like he was saying, we wanted to try and avoid <laughs> fighting as much as possible. Not that we fight that much, but I mean, we do, we are yeah, several people, we do tend to disagree, but we were actually pretty, um, I guess, I don't want to say lucky, but it, the collection came together fairly easily in that we didn't tend to have too many disagreements on things. So what we did is we both sort of sketched out and planned out each of our own ideas of what we wanted this collection to look like and sort of put it out all on the table. And then we found that we got really excited about each, each other's designs, which was great. And um, from there, we sort of just started expanding on ideas and um, looking at one thing. We kind of started off with what we wanted, like a, we were like, okay, we're gonna have this many garments and this many accessories and sort of divided it up and say, you, um, with like our basic simple <laughs> shape concept, we just, drew a bunch of ideas from there and yeah it was actually really fun just to sort of say hey maybe we could make this one you know a yoke sweater instead like I think there was a few designs in the collection where we started off really excited about them and as we talked about it and um, sort of de developed them together we were like actually this is no good let's completely start over and it was also really fun to be able to um, encourage each other um, where each other's strengths laid. Because at first we didn't even have any, barely any color work designs. And I've always thought uh, Kiyomi's color work design strength is, is very strong, much more than mine. And I was like, what are you doing making cables? You, you need to do color work. And so we just kind of pushed each other and prodded each other to, to where our strengths were. And I think that was really effective and, and also fun. 
in that yeah. way of collaborating. And and after I guess we were through with that, we um we sort of had to delegate who was going to do which design because well we can't we couldn't really uh, write a pattern together or knit a single garment together because I think that would be a little bit hard. So we kind of looked at who who enjoyed knitting what type of garment or who was better at what and divided them up that way. Like Sachiko is a, a sock knitter and I'm not. So obviously she got the socks. Um, I love knitting hats. So I took on the hats and then, yeah, we kind of did it. We kind of broke it up that way, mm-hmm. which made it a lot easier. Sounds like you have very complementary uh, skills in that respect, <laughs> rather than you both, you know, fighting over who gets to knit the socks. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how it worked out in a way, actually, just um, like I find key is a lot more form oriented sometimes than I am. But also, really? I thought you were more form oriented. Well, I mean, just in terms of technique and and also technically with grading and stuff, you um you're really good at that, I think. And so it was, it was also really nice to be like, Oh my gosh, like, can you check over my pattern? And then we kind of checked each other's and helped each other with that as well. So it's, 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 it's nice to work with somebody who shares a similar skill set, but then also has um, different ideas and, uh, and skills within that skill set. So it's yes. very helpful. And yeah, it, it also helps that we're not shy with each other. So we're we're okay with being completely honest and yeah. telling each other something is crap. Yeah, yeah, which we did a few times for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, editing editing is a useful skill. <laughs> Lovely. So I think the next one thing we wanted to ask is, well, it's a little bit asking you to play favorite. So I don't know how you're going to feel about that. Uh, but we wanted to know which design from the collection from Moon and Turtle um, do you find yourself reaching for the most? And let's go with Kiyomi for uh, the first answer here. Yeah, like, um, I, I guess for me, it's it has to be the Ginsan cardigan. Um, just because I find it to be one of those pieces that it's, you can basically put it over anything, mostly because it's so large but um yeah I just I like the idea that it doesn't have you well you can knit it without buttons and just kind of throw it on and I don't know it's kind of almost um I see it almost as a loungewear piece like you can wear it just with your pajamas at home and um but then yeah if you need to go out you can use it as a jacket or a cardigan and I don't know it has pockets I don't know to me it's just like one of those big comfy cozy pieces yeah very versatile Mm -hmm. Um, for me, um, I'm also going to choose a cardigan. It's the CCM Redux, or I don't know if you pronounce it CCM or CCM. I went through this whole pronunciation internet dive, and I couldn't really find an exact answer. But I call it the CCM Redux, um, and particularly the cardigan version, just because, yeah, I just feel like it's one of those pieces in a wardrobe that is so versatile. And I've always preferred cardigans over pullovers for that reason because I mean I'm, a, I'm constantly layering and de-layering throughout the day so that's what's great about cardigans and as, as um, well you all at Pom Pom know that's a, a redesign of a previous design from a few years back and it was nice to sort of have an opportunity to redo that one in a way that was more 
versatile for my for um, my wardrobe. And yeah, the, the cardigan version was just so much fun to do. And I, I really want to make another one in um, that dark navy that I did the pullover in the book, which is just such a nice deep color. And I think there's also this uh, idea that cables don't show up well in dark yarn, which ultimately I think they don't. But there's something about having like a mysterious hidden stitch or something that I just really enjoy. So I love that, that color. So that's my choice. Excellent. Mm. I like the shout out for cardigans, but again, as we said, like the keystone of one of the book is the versatility. It's like, it also comes in a jumper version. Yes. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so the book, uh, Moon and Turtle has been in production sort of uh, the past uh, year or so and of course uh, the past uh, couple of 18 months has been significant for many reasons um i guess it's interesting to think of the book being in construction during the pandemic and especially the photo shoot um can you both speak a little bit about that experience sort of the context of creating and uh producing a book in this kind of scenario yeah it definitely added challenges to uh this project but ultimately, I think we were really fortunate to um, be working with um, people around us who had um, a lot of skills that we could utilize to make the project happen, such as, well, obviously, Kiyomi's husband, Oliver. He took all the photos for the, for the book and also did all the layout design, and he was already part of the bubble, so that helped a lot. Um, when we actually did the photo shoot, Toronto was in like the severest lockdown that had occurred over the last whatever it's been almost two years now maybe I can't even recall um, of the pandemic so yeah we were it made things definitely very hard to organize in terms of booking things in advance and that kind of thing because we just had no idea of what would be the rules at the time and also finding models so we ended up having to go with uh, two friends of ours who were the male models of the book and they really stepped up and it was so awesome to have them just sort of at our disposal. <laughs> it was kind of great also that, I mean, because of uh, pandemic, people's work schedules were a little more flexible and open. So we were able to call on them to jump in and be our male models. I mean, I think originally we had ideas and aspirations to have more people shown in the book but ultimately, I think it was a good choice just to have a small group for people and not overcomplicate things with uh, so many different uh, different people to work with. But I think it came together in the end, despite the uncertainty and stress. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Nothing like having friends as models as uh, many issues of POM has uh, taken advantage of as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's great. So thankful for them. <laughs> Is there anything you wanted to add, Kiyomi? Um, yeah, I guess in a way, like working during the pandemic on a project like a book was, it kind of, it really helped to force us just to like put our heads down and work really diligently and closely on this project. Like there was no room for distraction, I guess. I mean, other than being distracted by the pandemic. Um, so, I don't know. I guess it was sort of like a silver lining um, that these that the project lined up with the timing of the pandemic, 
in this kind of an odd way because yes we weren't we weren't we didn't have a lot of other projects going on at the same time because of that and uh, we were really able just to like focus in and get things done it definitely added a, a level of a challenge that was kind of like okay like we can do this <laughs> it was as cheesy as that sounds but yeah i don't know like i i'm wondering if I mean, gosh, I, not that I, I'm happy that there was a pandemic, but I'm wondering if there hadn't been, if we would have been so dedicated. We, I feel like I maybe would have procrastinated a little more. Yeah, like we have 27 individual samples in the book. And I mean, we, we had a few sample knitters help us out, which was, they were amazing. Um, but yeah, 27 samples between the two of us it was a very large undertaking and I'm not sure that we would have ever accomplished that if we didn't actually have the, the massive amounts of time that we did um, to just really just sit and knit for, for months basically. And also be able to sit and look at the patterns and really, uh, really take time with them. So, I mean, in a way, I guess we were fortunate. We were allotted that time because of COVID as horrible and as many people have, who have suffered from it, but um, at least we were able to use it mm -hmm. to our advantage in that way. Mm. I'm sort of thinking of the parallels with us, uh, the, like the, the Royal Us of POM, like last year where we had shifts in projects and we had Ready, Set, Raglan and that was the motivation, okay, okay, we can't have everything else going on, but let's Let's put this in production of this this book and for you guys yeah like you say it shows in all the the many variations and samples and swatches that are in the book but um yeah if, if there is anything positive out of a very horrendous situation for for all of us so interesting <laughs> yeah you've got to take those wins where you can get them in a situation like that i guess um and yeah i think like sophie said i'm not sure that we would have published the raglan book had we not had um, various other production schedules having to be shifted around um, and so yeah that's just like a an aspect a facet of how all of our lives have changed over the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. I was going to say and I think of the you mentioned the sample knitters was a great bunch of test knitters that you had for this project and I think a lot of them mentioned how nice it was having a project uh like right i'm at home give me something to do you know <laughs> yeah oh my gosh the test knitters were so great as well i it i was just so overwhelmed with appreciation of how fast they worked and they just got them done and they, they did such an amazing job i i couldn't believe anybody wanted to to knit it i thought oh well maybe we'll have like one volunteer and just uh yeah i was i'm so thankful for them that was amazing yeah. Speaking of moon and turtle and moons and turtles, uh, just for fun, we wanted to ask you both if you had to pick whether you identified more with a turtle or a moon. Um, let's go with Kiyomi first. Okay, definitely I identify more with the turtle. Um, just because, yeah, I don't know, the moon is just, it's so big, it's, it's visible. I don't know, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty shy and introverted and so like the turtle has this great shell that it can kind of put its head back in and hide when it wants to and I think that's so great and sometimes I wish I had a shell like that. Um, so yes, definitely the turtle. I mean, I guess I would love to say I identify more with the moon and, I would, and say that I'm, yeah, 
big and bright and shiny in the sky. I think maybe just my forehead is that shiny. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the turtle as well. I don't know. Maybe more with the fact that I, I'm just a little bit of a curmudgeon in a way. And I mean, turtles have a very endearing sort of uh, grumpy grumpy face and so I, I can identify with that grumpy face early in the morning or even late at night so yeah I'm gonna say turtle I don't know if anybody's googled what a soft-shelled turtle looks like but um they're pretty yeah they're a pretty interesting looking creature and yeah I'd say give it a give them a look because they're uh, they're like a little river alien they're pretty cool <laughs> One of the questions people who are listening might be thinking is the title Moon and Turtle, where does that actually come from? If they haven't, this is revealed in the book, but I'm wondering if you could explain a little bit more about this uh, Moon and Turtle uh, duality. Yeah, Key, do you want to take that one? Uh, okay, well, well, Moon and Turtle, I guess our simplified English translation of the Japanese idiom uh, Suki to Supon, which means moon and soft shell turtle which is an idiom that's basically uh, the same as the English idiom which is uh, chalk and cheese which is used to um, compare two things that look the same but are actually two like are actually both quite different this idiom like we liked it because we thought it kind of described us as twins but then also I think the twin experience where um, people look at you and say, oh, well, they look the same, so they must be the same, kind of taking away your individuality in a, in a sense. So two, two people that look the same but, and, and are similar but are still their own person and have their own likes and dislikes and that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, it's such a good one. And I think especially uh, having had you both introduce each other and kind of outline the things that you sort of like admire about each other or that is specific to you know the other twin I think it's it's interesting because you both described yourself as a turtle <laughs> <laughs> but in quite different yeah. ways so maybe you're both the, t- the turtle and the moon is the knitwear <laughs> 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 but you're different aspects of the turtle mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I think Key described that pretty well thanks Key I hope so <laughs> no problem well, while we have a think, myself, I'm having a think whether I am a moon or a turtle, uh, it would be nice if we could uh, just round this up with something. Uh, tell us something you're excited about right now. It doesn't have to be craft or knitting related, but um, yeah, what can you recommend for us that's uh, setting you alight right now? Um, me if you'd like to go first. Oh, I guess. I don't know. I always, I always say this, but I just find it so inspiring. Um, there's this YouTube channel, which I watch on a daily basis. Um, it's an exercise YouTube channel. Um, it's called MadFit. It's, um, it was started by um, a woman that's actually from Ontario, where we're from. Um, and I don't know, like, I just, I've just recently got into fitness and I find it just gives me so much more energy to do the other things that I want to do in my life. Um, and her workouts are so easy, like I'm not, that flexible or fit in, in any regard but I just I love the challenge it gives me and so every time she posts a new video I get like super excited and 
they're short too. Like, I mean, it's not like a big time commitment or anything. So, I mean, yeah, I'm always excited about MadFit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, even if you just like, I don't know, like if you've been knitting for a few hours, like, I don't know, I recommend like just getting up and doing one of her like five minute like arm workouts just to like get the blood moving. It's just, it's so great. Nice, I'm feeling jazzed and we do one right after she's recording <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. I guess for myself, um, well, I'll be moving out of Toronto for the first time in my life very soon. So I'm really excited to get settled in a new place and see where that takes me. And it's a much smaller place than Toronto. So I want to, like, I never imagined living outside of uh, the big city. So I'm really excited to do that and yeah, and just see what a new environment will, um, how that may inspire me or yeah, just see what happens with that. I'm also going to be crocheting and designing a wedding dress <laughs> for myself. So I'm really excited to do that and hopefully it works out. Oh my gosh, it might just look like a terrible doily 70s disaster, but I have hope that I can get that happening. I have absolute faith that your dress will yeah, be incredible. It's going to be black too. I was like, I'm not really into the white uh, wedding dress thing. So I just had to go with what I felt <laughs> I'd be comfortable in. And my wardrobe is basically all monotone. So here I go. That is very exciting. I can't wait. I wonder if you, can you share progress pictures like that? Or are you going to keep it all in wraps until it's the um, big reveal? I mean, if it looks good in progress, I'll, <laughs> I'll share it. If it just looks, yeah, it might be pretty wonky. I don't, I used to only crochet. That's actually how I started before knitting. I was just a crocheter. And, and I kind of like left all my crochet hooks in the dust for a while now, but I'm really excited to see if I still know what I'm doing with that. I'll find out soon. Mm. Fantastic. That is exciting. I actually also used to crochet, like I was a crocheter before I was a knitter. Um, so maybe this is a good bit of inspiration for me to I don't need a wedding <laughs> dress but I could crochet something else yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well it's been such a pleasure to talk to you both Kiyomi and Sachiko about Moon and Turtle and obviously we've not done much Pomcast recently uh, Sophie and I so it's such an honour to have you here with us for this episode and yeah thanks so much thank you thanks so much for having, for having us it's been fun Pomcast is produced by Lydia Gluck and Sophie Heathscott, along with the team at Pom Pom Quarterly Magazine. You can buy your copy of the magazine, subscribe, and find all our lovely books at the online shop, pompommag.com forward slash shop. Big thanks to Eli Block for creating the original music for this show and for being an essential part in creating this podcast. And thanks to Portmanteau Music for the tracks that we used in this episode. Thanks as always to Megan Fernandez, co-creator and editor of Pom Pom Quarterly. And a huge thanks to the whole Pom Pom team. You know who you are. And thanks again to Oysters and Pearls Yarn Company, who sponsored this podcast. Don't forget you can get 10% off at oysterandpearls.com by entering the code POMCAST at checkout. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and why not leave a review? Good reviews only. (laughs) (laughs) Send any feedback or ideas to podcast at pompommag.com. And don't forget to keep in touch with us via the podcast group on the Pom Pom Ravelry Forum. 